0: Your kiss is cold
1: and icy as death. Your embrace, deep as the night. Ava's been murdered.
2: That's nonsense.
1: He wants to kill me, too.
2: Bloody moon. Summer nights filled with horror. A killer whose lust for blood will stop at nothing. Nights of blood. Young girls in search of love and adventure become the
0: prey of a bloodthirsty killer. A dream vacation becomes a nightmare.
2: <laughs> Bloody Moon. A film you
1: won't soon forget. Bloody Moon. What's happening, y'all? I'm no one. Stacy Glover. Melanie. And you're listening to Cinema Parlor. It's that time of year again. Oh, oh, oh. Spooky season, y'all. Hope y'all have uh, are having a great fall so far. And we are ready to get into some horror movie watching.
0: You love to watch horrors.
1: <laughs> so for these next uh, what four episodes, we're going to be uh, discussing some horror films with y'all for the season. And before we get into that, Melanie, what are we drinking on today's episode?
2: So this drink I'm calling the Ginger Snap. We do two ounces of apple cider. And for our overseas listeners, that's not hard cider. Two ounces apple cider, two ounces ginger beer, two ounces bourbon, Knob Creek maple bourbon. It's very smoky and sweet. Mm -hmm. It's delicious. And then one ounce of brandy. Shake it all up in a tall glass, pour over ice.
0: It is very tasty. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got some bite and uh, ginger snaps. A Good Canadian werewolf film.
2: This is just the ginger snap. Oh, uh, yes. just, just the one. Just the one.
1: Just the one, really. But it's too yeah. hot to handle. Yeah. Good drink. Well done.
2: Nolan, this was your... you. I gave you guys options of what you wanted yeah. for each episode. Nolan, this was your pick, and you wanted a nice, spicy ginger drink. Yeah.
1: You killed it. Knocked it out of the park, <laughs> I would say. All right. So for our first episode of this October season, we're going to be talking about Jess Franco's Bloody Moon. But before we get into the movie, we're going to try something new. We are going to curate our own 24-hour horror film marathon. Before each episode, we're going to come up with three movies, and we'll be doing four episodes. So in total, that will be 12. That will give you a day-long Horror Marathon. We're going to be calling this Cinema Parlor Presents Brains, Blood, and Popcorn 24-Hour Horror Film Marathon. It'll it'll all combine into one thing. So uh, yeah, join us on this journey. I think it'll be fun and it's something we're trying for the first time. So if we have some confusion along the way, we'll get it sorted out. So. Or we
2: won't. Or we won't.
1: Yeah. And it'll figure itself out. Or it won't.
2: Inside Baseball,
1: mm-hmm.
2: we are not sharing our picks so it's a surprise each time we talk these guys don't know what i'm picking i don't know what they're picking Mm -hmm. so i have my own theme of how i'm choosing my films we can talk about that once we come to the final
1: episode yeah and once we all tell our movie we're going to pick on air here we're going to work with you and decide how we're going to what order we're going to pick to show these so as our
2: matinee features yeah.
1: yeah we're working with them yeah us them all of them we're going to figure this shit out So I'm going to start this off the way that I will personally go about my picks here for a, for a marathon, in my opinion, especially horror film. I think it's important to start off with energy, with just coming right out of the gate, right at you. Then as we move on down, like for my second pick, the next show will be getting maybe not quite as exciting, but, but still in your face. Then we're going to get a little slower as the night wears on because... It's going to be that time where people are going to get sleepy.
2: We have kind of the, exactly the opposite okay. strategy. Nice, yeah. <laughs> and then
1: by I get to the end of my pick, I'm going to have something just where you're in a complete like in that state of where you're like half asleep, half awake, and it's going to be that crazy dream escapes going. And I want you to just like be in that state of being awake and asleep and not knowing what the what the hell's going on in your life. So that's that's my personal. Thought process for my picks here.
2: I will not reveal what my personal theme is yet. I took the approach of, I want to kind of lean into it. I want to have a nice, easy breezy matinee. Something to like, oh yeah, this is really good. Mm -hmm. Not like it's a lesser film. It's great. Sure. Then ease in, then spike it up, and then ease back out. I love that you're like, no, first thing. I feel (laughs) like you're, I'm just guessing. I feel like a lot of boobs, a lot of blood, a lot of guts. That's what I'm thinking for you. Yeah, love that, Sitting Stacey.
1: Left. Do you have any anything you want to say before we? Um, so
0: for me, I'm thinking like nice and easy in the morning, maybe ramp up in the afternoon times. Maybe have a, something that's thoughtful in the the middle to late stages, and then for the end, I I think you gotta go out on a banger. I think something energetic, something that's fun, something that wakes you up for the ride home wherever you're at. Mm-hmm.
1: Sure. I think that's a solid solid, solid uh, scheme.
0: I like that all three of our methodology is completely different. And oh, yeah. it'll be interesting how we're going to determine what order to put these things
1: in. Yep, absolutely. All right, well, with that, here we go. All right, so my first pick is going to be 1982's Pieces by Juan Picard-Simon. Uh, this is... Uh, a movie that I, I basically, how I plotted it out, it it goes hard, straight in there. Like Melanie said, I was going to pick something with a lot of blood, a lot of guts, a lot of boobs. There you go. Uh, Pieces is insane. If you've never seen it, you should. This is a Spanish, uh, just bloody chainsaw movie. so
2: It's a very cool, there's a lot of style. A lot of there style is. and flair. Yeah. Good music. It's, I really like that movie. It's
1: been a couple it's years a since I've watched it. Yeah, and we all actually watch this together, if if memory serves. Mm-hmm. Just a quick synopsis from Letterboxd, a frustrated Boston detective searches for the maniac responsible for mutilating a number of university co-eds. And as Melody said, a lot of style in this. It's it's just it's just a good time. Great and, energy. Uh, a lot of energy, mm-hmm. absolutely. So that's my first pick. Well,
0: complete opposite. I went with Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Nice. You know, start that morning off with a bunch of classics. You know, characters that you love to see. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: It's funny. Sure. Easy breezy. Short. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) It is
2: truly funny. It's a really fun movie.
0: Yeah, I... Nolan, you haven't seen this one, right? I have not. I need to, yeah. So, by this time in the Universal Horror film output, they're kind of doing the Marvel Shared Universe thing where everybody was showing up in everybody's films. And this kind of caps off. They did more Abbott and Costello meet various monsters after this, but this is... The best one. Bela Lugosi comes back as Count Dracula, which it's a nice send-off for him. And he is trying to get Lou Costello's brain. He wants to take it out of him and put it in Frankenstein's monster so he can have control of it. And the Wolfman, Larry Talbot, is trying to stop all of this and help Abbott and Costello. It, it's funny. It, I really like how there's moments where, if you watch the Wolfman films... They're very melodramatic, like Larry mm-hmm. being the tortured soul, and he just keeps looking for a cure and can't find it and dies in every movie but comes back. Ah. So it kind of plays into some of that stuff. It, it's funny. I really like the film. Watch this movie and have, like, uh, what's the monster cereals in the morning? You
2: could have Frankenberry. Yeah. Frank- yeah.
0: Barry,
1: yep.
2: uh, Count-, Count Chocula. Count Chocula. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm a big fan of Abbott Costello. I just, this is, I know a big one that I have I don't know why I've never watched it, but I need to. We're going to fix it this year. Hell yeah.
2: Yeah, I really think this is a great jumping off point for kids into horror. Not that kids shouldn't... I mean, I watched much more intense things when I was young, too, but I think it's a really good gateway film for kids into horror. Mm-hmm. It's so good. So much fun.
1: Yeah. Melanie, what do you got?
2: Again, mine is not as quite opposite as his, but it is very different from yours. Sure. So I'm going with one of my all-time favorites. It's a very important film to me. Just cinematic history creature from a black lagoon okay jack arnold 1954 uh i don't think i really need to give a synopsis of this film we know it's a creature in a lagoon scientists are studying Mm -hmm. and he sees a beautiful maiden bathing and he uh feels unrequited love so it's just a tragic love
1: story really you know I, i like okay even though these are all different in their own way i do like that we have a comedy in there we have just a insanity and then we have a nice love story
2: well it's i'm partly joking but it is one of the most gorgeous films Mm -hmm. it is so beautiful the underwater cinematography and the effects um millicent patrick her Mm -hmm. creature design is killer uh yeah no i like the i like the matinee energy we have going (laughs) it is a little chaotic
0: for the purpose of uh screening this are you doing 3d Mm-hmm. Have you been I, doing this in a the theater? Are you doing it 3D?
2: yes. I, I would prefer to do that.
1: Very yeah, nice. I, if
2: I may mm-hmm. present it in 3D. <clears throat>
1: Hell yeah. As All intended. Yes. All right. So I'm open for suggestions. How should we go about curating this? What plays first, second, and third? I
0: like a ramp up, Aben Costello, Creature, and then Pieces.
1: Okay. I'm fine with that. No, no, no. I, 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 I want to hear what you guys... I actually, I think... I'm going to leave the second parts to you guys maybe. I agree with Abbott Costello. Abbott and Costello should be first. I think it should be first. I'll I'm going to leave that up to you two to think about cuz no, I,
2: I agree with you. I, I I like your reasoning. I think starting with Abbott and Costello going into um creature in 3D and then pieces. I think that's a good ramp up. I'm all
1: right with it. <laughs> Is that what you were leaning No, towards? no, I'm I'm good with with I'm good with what you said. I okay. think that works.
2: Yeah. Let's do it I that agree. way. Yeah. So yeah, are we good with that
1: final? Yeah. All right. So yeah, we'll start with Abbott Costello meets meets Frankenstein, Frankenstein. Creature from the Black Lagoon in 3D, Mm -hmm. and Pieces. Yeah. And there you have it. There's your morning for part one. We talked about this before. I've gone to Dismember the Alamo before in their Poor marathon, which when you go to those, you don't know what they're playing. It's a blind curation. If I went to something and, and those were my first three movies. Yeah. I'd be like, this can be a good day. Do do they serve food and stuff? Yeah, yeah.
0: So I think I would go with like an appetizer of what we were talking about, the cereals.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. And open it with that. Yeah, Yeah.
0: and I think by the time you get to creature, you're ready for like some breakfast tacos. And I think once you get to pieces, Mm -hmm. bring on the Bloody Mary bar. Mm, Oh,
2: that's actually a great call. We should
0: Mm -hmm.
2: that that's something that we should do going forward too. We should add snacks too. (laughs) You know, guys.
1: I would. If we weren't also worn down and broken from our jobs, eh, we should all, we should have a 24 hour marathon from this for real. None of us would make it the whole way through. No, 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 no.
2: Heavens no. But it
1: would be fun to at least try. like
2: Sundays where we do the first three, the next three. Mm -hmm. I could do that for sure, but I don't think I...
1: We would probably have
0: to make it like a weekend marathon. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I'm stubborn enough. I think I could just do it through
1: willpower. Oh, I
2: mean, I could stay. I could do it. But it would be fun
1: to try I'll put it that way would I make it I doubt I would personally
2: yeah I could definitely do it I just would not want to
1: because
2: mm-hmm. I know I sure. would feel like hot hot trash mm-hmm. oh yeah
1: no so but it is fun we'll see what happens when we get done with this I don't know but it's a good start I like I liked it good times
2: yeah I think starting off with a nice assortment of cereals mini cereal bowls and then
1: bring on the bar yeah. All right.
2: You, I mean, I know you're not a Bloody Mary guy. You could definitely do like a mimosa or something. That's true.
1: Yeah. Right. A little bit of for baking sure. for color. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That was fun. Uh, I think is a good start. And uh, stay tuned for our next number of episodes if you want to finish out this uh, beautiful marathon we've got going. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, guys. Are we ready to get into uh, today's film? So this was, as we do, uh, as we have done for our last couple of uh, October episodes, we each uh, pick a film that we bring each each episode. And then for our fourth episode, we'll be doing a film that's kind of a, a bigger, uh, either franchise-based or something that's well, substantial. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. This first pick was mine. We're going to be discussing Jess Franco's 1981 film, Bloody Moon. Before we uh, get into the letterbox synopsis and our uh, actors and all that, uh, let's talk just a moment or two about Jess Franco. My hope is on this show that we are going to be doing numerous episodes on Jess Franco. He is someone that I am personally very interested in as a filmmaker and as a figure. So Jess made over 190 movies in very his prolific. career, which is insane. They, The quality of those vary greatly. Yes. Uh, the budgets Very greatly, as in most of them have no budget. The genre's very great. Genres vary. Uh, He has a lot of different interests. Um, A number of horror films. A number of films based on Desaad's work. um, Including spy movies. um, Sci-fi movies. Pornos. It's it's quite a filmography. But anyway, I don't want to get too far into him because I think that... um, We'll talk about him more. I've seen maybe, I think this was my 11th or 12th film. So this was all first time watch for us. And he's someone that I have still not got a full grasp on as a filmmaker. Most of his stuff I've seen are from his 60s uh, output. And there's a couple things I find interesting that people have said. And I don't know if I agree with either of them, but I think it's interesting. There's been a couple critics that have dove pretty deep on Franco. Tim Lucas, a well-known Uh, genre critic something he said once again i i don't agree with this but it's something that he said that i find interesting he said to understand franco you have to see all 190 plus films of Jess franco (laughs) and stephen thrower who is uh who i'm actually reading um his first volume of Jess franco right now his opinion is if you see about 10 franco films you have somewhat of an understanding of franco i don't agree with either of those because from what i've seen thus far each decade of Franco really has its own thing going, and his six even though his style is and he uses his same form and a lot of his his technical aspects and stylistic styles cases. are 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 same but there's is just a different feel to his sixties seventies eighties films that i've I've seen thus far maybe to maybe understand him a little more is to see maybe in films of maybe each decade. <laughs> I don't know if that's right either. That's just how I feel at this particular moment. But anyway, I think he's an interesting filmmaker and someone that uh, I have enjoyed like diving into a little bit. And even with watching 10 movies, I still have 180 plus to go, which I'll probably never watch all in my life. That's just a little bit of a thought on Jess Franco. Either of you guys have anything to say about him before we start the movie?
2: I enjoy him. I enjoy his... I think he's very funny. Style location, design, like things that he picks to put in his films Mm -hmm. are very good. I don't know if maybe he would have been helped a little bit if he had a better director of photography, cinematographer, uh, editor, just something else. Mm -hmm. Because for me, there's things that he does that I feel like he kind of puts his own foot in his mouth a little Mm -hmm. bit with like filmmaking as far as he, the zooms, the zooms kill me. And it's something I know that you'll get into this with what other people's takes on the reason why he does these things because to me it feels like a stylistic choice. Mm It's something it's every film that I've seen of his, which I think I've seen four or five movies, not as much as either of you, but he does it in every single film and it's very, very different budgets and different periods in his career. So I don't know. I, I really enjoy him and I never am bored watching one of his films. Like I, there's always something about it that I find entertaining but I don't know if I think he is a great filmmaker. Sure. Or even very. I don't want to be mean. I really do like him, and I'm glad I loved this pick. I had a lot of fun with this film sure. in general. I have a lot of different feelings on him. It's kind of like a Fulci's kind of. He has like this really. He's an asshole in interviews mm-hmm. always. But I feel like Jess is like, it's kind of a lovable asshole.
1: Yeah. One thing you'll find out too, like the more interviews or things you read about him, he's a very unreliable narrator. So he'll say things in one interview and then completely contradict himself in another. But again, I
2: like that. Guys, it's
1: really great. Yeah. (laughs) I find him funny. Yeah. (laughs) He seems like somebody who likes to sniff his own farts. And maybe that's why I like him so much, you know?
0: I've seen more of his films than I thought I had. And I do think you're correct, Nolan, in that... I think, like, whatever decade and genre and whatever that he's working, it's just different. Like, I couldn't tell you that the guy who made, was it, like, Oasis of Zombies? Mm-hmm. It's a really bad 80s, like, just zombie movie. I couldn't say that that was the same filmmaker that did Vampire Lesbos. Mm-hmm. Like, they just seemed so completely different to me. Sure. Like, I'd seen was it Justine. I think yeah. that's the mm-hmm. Marcus DeSalle one he did. I think he did like a an unofficial story of O sequel. Mm-hmm. So I've seen some of his movies. I I really like Vampire Lesbos. Yeah, we we all watched that together, and I thought that the the design, the colors, the music is very jazzy.
1: To be honest, most of his sixties. And even 70s, I mean, he uses jazz. Mm-hmm. And it, it it's really meant a lot, especially with his weird rhythms. I think it works when he uses those scores. And he actually, just to get a little nerdy real quick, he played jazz. He really loved that music. And also uh, a brother of his, if I remember right, was a professional jazz musician in, in Spain. Did, Some of that.
0: Did he have a, a Stallone sitch where mm. did, right. did his brother uh, do any of the scores? I wouldn't doubt it. I think he's an interesting filmmaker. I don't think he's a good filmmaker from what I've seen. I did like Vampire Lesbos. The film that we're talking about, for the most part, I think it's a solid slasher film. It just has, there's a few things that are just things that turn me off sure. from a movie. Yeah. Like, and they're, they're small things, but they're very big to me. Right. I turned on it, but I I think it's a, a perfectly fine slasher. Yeah, he he's a weird dude. And Frankenstein's daughter—that's a weird fucked up movie. It's just, but then like he does Count Dracula, which is like the most boring film ever. It's like how how do you have Klaus Kinski as Renfield and make it boring?
2: Christopher Lee is Dracula. I know. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I wasn't. I wouldn't say that I was bored. I just
1: I will say this with the zooms, and this is another thing. I this is not my original thought. I read this from Stephen Thrower as well. In his opinion, when the Zoom works well for Franco, and I think I agree with this after reading it, Franco uses it almost voyeuristic, right? So he's very big on showing bodies, in particular women's bodies, eyes. A lot of them, in a lot of movies, the more you watch him, you'll notice like so many strip teases, so many just strange dances. Women also in chains, being whipped, being tortured. During all this, the Zoom is very... Particularly used in those situations. And again, you're right, he uses it every movie, but in those, I think when the Zoom works best is when it's used in that voyeuristic sense. He's a peeping Tom. Yeah. Yeah. Mm
2: -hmm. I I would agree. That
1: makes sense. But as you said, he uses it so often that that can't be the case made for everything. Because
2: you had said that there was that thrower had kind of implied that it was for budget restrictions and that. Also,
1: can be thought of in that way. Yeah, yeah. Sure.
2: Like he's doing it intentionally, but also to, if he doesn't have the budget to do something, that's his way of visualizing it. Okay. I understand. Sure. Can't
0: the, afford a crane.
2: Yeah. <laughs> right. I get that, but also then just don't do the Zoom. <laughs> but that's me. Sure. I like that he, it's his own thing. And like sure. I said, I, it's novel to him.
1: Like it or not, he's, yeah, he's, he's gonna use it. Last thing I'll just say about Franco real quick before we get into Bloody Moon. My favorite of his films that I've, I've seen thus far would be The Diabolical. Diabolical Dr. Z and I would recommend everyone checking that out from uh nineteen sixty six and The other thing I think that draws me to him so much uh i've I've always been big on just images and how they stick with my mind and in almost every one of his movies I've seen there's been an image or multiple ones that I constantly think about, including the one we just watched so that's something that I just click with him as far as the image goes so yeah. That's what I'll say. We all have more Franco to watch, and we'll see how our opinions differ, change, stay the same through that time.
2: So, at, at that last moment, I had to, as always in my life, to make inventions, to
1: arrive, to get something nice to look at. Nice, nice, yes. Again, this is from 1981. Don't panic, it only happens once in a bloody moon. Miguel, a horribly disfigured young man, goes on a rampage at a masquerade party and rapes and then mutilates a girl. Institutionalized at a mental asylum, he is released five years later into the care of his sister, Manuela, who, along with Their wheelchair-bound mother operates a boarding school for young women. Miguel becomes obsessed with one of the girls at the school and wants to resume his incestuous relationship with his sister. Okay. There's
2: a lot of errors in this, for the record. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So we have Olivia Pascal as Angela. And I apologize if if I'm sure I'm going to butcher some of these names. We have Christoph Musbrugger as Alvaro. Alvaro? Alvaro. Alvaro. Nadja... Grganov as Manuela, Alexander Weicher as Miguel, uh, and Jasmine Lozinski as Inga, In- 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 yeah. Corinna Drews as Laura, and I, I guess I didn't name uh, Antonio, did I? No. I Antonio. should probably name him. Argentines uh, All Star. Peter Exekostos as Antonio. So all right, we're gonna stop there. Well, it isn't just the doctor. Jeff Franco scene? is the doctor. Yes, thank you. Yep, the uncredited. He, yeah,
0: you said nineteen eighty one. From my understanding, he was hired to make this movie. This isn't something that he sought out to create. That's right. It was uh, a work for hire. Eighty one. So you're coming off of the big slasher boom. It's a, it's about a year late. Yep. On that run of films before between Halloween and Friday the Thirteenth, this film has a lot. A lot mm-hmm. of ideas from other movies yes
1: yeah, I, I definitely got a lot of Friday the 13th here I got a lot of uh Bay of blood uh, those were a couple that came to my mind right from the beginning right um, yeah it, it definitely is trying to cash in on that boom but it interesting in the time that it chose to do it
0: well oh, and they even do the the psycho absolutely reveal oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I think that the premise is very interesting mm-hmm I think it's a really good idea. I think that the movie is so wordy and so long to get to where we need to go at the beginning of the movie that I don't know about you guys, but I kind of had a hard time the first 15 minutes because until we were well into the movie, I didn't realize they were at that school at the beginning of the film. The movie starts with him getting out of the hospital and talking like there's voiceover with the sister right but then you see the flashback and then it flashed forwards back to where the opening scene was it was and we we don't really meet our main heroine until probably like 15 minutes it's, into the yeah, film and she's not way. established right. as our lead well, actress until a good 20-25 minutes. we meet
2: about like four or five girls that are attending. It's a language college. It's a language boarding school in Spain.
0: It's more of like a resort. Like, it's, it's just a they resort. They have one class. It's
2: a resort where they have one professor that's like hunking and like, mm-hmm. ki- like all, kind of all over them. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. they just go to that class and then get drunk.
0: And fuck the... The gardener. And Antonio.
2: Well, Antonio, he's a tennis (laughs) all-star. They're all just, like, naked at the pool. He comes Mm, over and they push him in. It's just a free-for-all. But it's really just... It's just the professor and Antonio... There's not like a gaggle of boys, yeah. like, for all these girls. I mean, they're good. all just trying to have sex with Antonio. Good
1: on on those two, you know. They've got just this good life going. Would you give your left leg to be Antonio? Yeah, you have to be a tennis star. I'm not in shape. Let's Antonio not. is an athletic star. I'm not here.
2: He, but the funny thing is, they—if he's not in his little coveralls, he's in his tennis gear. That's true. Mm-hmm. They show one scene of him playing tennis, and it's not
1: good. He's not good at it. <laughs> no, none of them are. He yeah, this is really good mm-hmm. though. This is one thing I'll probably mention. I, I'm almost certain I'll mention in my notes. The rhythms of this film make no sense. I felt confused, but also like interested in what was happening. Like I was, I was all over the place. Once we get into the movie and what's going on, well, I know exactly
0: where this is going, but the movie takes the longest way around to get to where. It's going. And I know he didn't write the story, but they jump through some hoops to get to where they end up.
2: To so the most logical conclusion, but all, but then it kind of does some things at the end that are, where it ends up is where I thought it was ending up. There's like something where you think a turn's happening and then it doesn't really happen.
0: I think a, a quicker, maybe less emphasis on the story, like just something
1: that's faster. Mm-hmm. I think that's,
0: we it would have played it. a little bit better for me. We don't need all the
2: filler. We get it.
1: Yeah, Yeah. I I think that's another thing with with Franco is especially from the 80s or 70s things I've watched is he does meander quite a bit. If you're on board, it works. But if you're not, it's a bit of a chore to get through at times. At the beginning, we have like this dance party going on. And I actually really like the, the opening here. You have a guy in a Mickey Mouse mask and he's with this girl. And they're getting ready to do some some sexual activity. There's they, a lot
2: of sweet nothings yeah. at the mm-hmm. beginning of this film. Yeah, a lot of passionate speaking and whispering. Yeah,
1: it is strange that
0: this film is so like perverted and sexually charged, but you don't actually have any sex scenes
1: in the movie. That's true. Miguel ends up with this this Mickey Mouse mask. I just said some bullshit, so Melanie's gonna edit that out. But what I meant to say was, uh, obviously, he's uh, taking some uh, some influence from John Carpenter
0: here. Where we end up for the majority of the film, I think it's a beautiful location. It's mm-hmm. fun. It's visually interesting. And he, I, I don't think he always is consistent with the quality of his shots, but the shots here at this party are quite excellent. Yeah.
2: So, and something else, I, there's a little detail that I really like, and I think that. wish the film had a little bit more of this because it's something that's illustrated and it's one line of dialogue it is very quick and we understand everything we need to and we can keep going with it but and it's this is really well shot you have the party in the background and then the forefront you have these two canoodling kind of so mickey mouse guy is hanging out with a girl and he takes off his mask so that they can hook up and Miguel comes over, grabs the mask, puts it on, and seeks out another girl. Yeah. She thinks it's the previous boy that had the mask right. on. Mm-hmm. And she goes, oh, I thought you were with Karen or whoever. Yeah. And mm-hmm. she's like, let's go. Let's go back to my place. So it's, come cheat on you, your girlfriend with me.
1: Please, That's right. You. Yeah. I just like, it yeah. was funny. It's a good good opening. Obviously, it's not the guy she thought it was. It's Miguel. And he lets her have it. Gibbsers. Well, because
2: he lets her have it because she won't let him have it. That's
1: true. Yeah, he
2: gets very upset. Yeah,
1: there's some pretty brutal stabbings that happen here, but it's also very cheap looking. So I mean,
2: it kind of looks like they're hitting a block of
1: wood. At yeah, point. like <laughs> like when he when he first stabs her in the stomach. Yeah, it looks like that, and also the plastic of a Barbie doll. Like when you yeah, see that, yeah, it looks like, like waxy, and yeah. plasticky. Mm-hmm.
2: Very, yeah. mm-hmm. it's just like a.
1: This is a very mean first murder. Yes. Indeed. Not, not my cup of tea. After this, we kind of go into this opening of a language school, and we meet some of the people here. We find out about this uh, crazy aunt, is what I basically said. She Contessa. Yes. Yeah. Uh, she hates uh, Manuela, who is the sister of Man- uh, Miguel.
2: her niece and nephew. Yep. Yeah. Uh,
1: she likes Miguel, and she thinks Manuela only wants her inheritance, so Miguel is the only one in her will.
0: How does someone who attempted rape and murder somebody get out five years later?
1: Okay,
2: different different thing, but in different countries, that, that's not that shocking to me. I mean, I don't know specifically Spain, how long you have to be locked up, but sure. most other countries besides America, they really lean into rehabilitation and they try to release people. Mm-hmm. People in Canada, I think they can get out within 20 years.
1: I think that's right. Yeah.
2: Or less. Mm-hmm. So, you know... But, to, so, what I kind of, well, actually, we'll get to this. I have a, what I feel the backstory of Miguel and Miguel okay. is, I think that there's more to it. I think, yeah. Manuel, we'll get to it. Okay.
1: I like yeah. that. Okay. So, early on here, uh, after we, we meet our ant character, she is soon disposed of. The ant is set ablaze, a.k.a. lit on fire. Uh <laughs> <laughs> AKA. Ablaze, a.k.a. Lit on fire. We also uh meet Antonio, the uh tennis player getting all the trim in this language school trim, yeah, good word, right uh. What film? I did wanted you to watch? say pussy, but I used no, trim. No, what
2: film did you watch where you heard trim for the first time? That you, would, you talked about it on the show. That would be uh
1: 48 hours. 48 hours. <laughs> hours. Yeah. I think that's the one. Yeah. It was yeah.
2: You're like, get some trim. I've like, never heard this. Man, so I need a, like, Who are I need you? to use
1: this more in life. Do you?
2: You you used it pretty
1: flawlessly. I did today.
2: <laughs> Old Antonio. Antonio. Getting some trim.
1: Yeah, absolutely. He's feeling it. And the girls did too, you know? Yeah. Miguel and uh, Manuela, they are incestual lovers. We can, we we know they've had a past here, you know. And Miguel has come into her room, and he's like, "Let's pick up where we left off for old times." And she's into it at first. They start kissing, and he starts to take off one of her shoes, very sensual, like, and it's interesting. And I'm
2: gonna say something weird. Yep. Yeah. I've seen other Jess films where there's a lot of sexuality. Mm-hmm. And even the first one thing, it's upsetting the implication of what's happening. But I will say, it's like, he's shooting the nudity mm-hmm. and, like, the contact. Very sexy. True. In this one. Yeah.
1: I loved uh, Manuel's little, like, white see-through dress she had I on. thought
2: her posture, the way she's mm-hmm. laying him at her leg, I was like,
0: okay. Mm-hmm.
2: That looks good.
0: Yeah. I, you know, the thong she was wearing took me out of it.
2: Oh, I thought she looked good. It, it made was, me
0: like it was, more. It was like weird and ropey and
1: seemed very thick. I was I was. Oh, in, no,
2: I liked it. I, was I
1: thought she it. looked really good. I, I liked was, the mesh and the no bra. I thought she looked great. She's like, Hey, I could use a girl like that. Yeah. <laughs> Just a nude girl. I could use a nude girl. So, <laughs> Manuela denies uh, Miguel, says they can't be together again, but maybe if all the other people were taken out. Maybe they could. As the second half of this movie goes, the lesser my notes get because I don't know how to explain it. But like, it, it
2: goes into slasher mode where, yeah, there, yeah.
0: Uh, you, we so we didn't even talk like during this beginning part of the movie about like the main girl, like her on the train and her getting there Angela. Late. Yeah, no, I did
1: not. Yeah, I don't care about her. I didn't at the time. I didn't know she was going to be a big player. It's fair.
2: It's a pretty quick little like introduction
1: and yeah yeah like
2: you said it doesn't really kick into oh she's our girl until 20 minutes
0: they do make a big deal it's kind of like an urban legend so all the stuff happened five years ago uh with miguel Mm -hmm. so dorm 13 it's like this big like oh that's like where the murder happened and and angela ends up staying there and oh is she seeing things is she experiencing these things for real what's going
1: on lots
2: of little flashes noises shadows
1: right i enjoyed the sound design in this movie
2: we talked about the diegetic music
1: constant yeah
2: yeah absolutely I,
1: mm-hmm. I like
2: it but i do wish i dug very,
1: it as well but it is variations, like
2: variations sure
1: next up i wrote that Antonio's not a player he just crushes a lot there's a club they go to called uh disco club and there's a little scene that takes place there with some more dancing
2: we're gonna talk more about this spoiler, okay. but the fashion in this film oh, yeah. is killer. I, it's so good.
1: Yes, it is brilliant. Uh, after all this, like club here, Antonio, the, uh, he takes Angela home, uh, gives her a flower. It's a real sweet gesture here, but he just he picks it from her own bush outside her a- apartment or house here. You know,
2: says so good night, and then he goes. Here. here like he's just like yeah. it's very robotic like mm-hmm. clearly they just stuck a rose yeah. in that bush and he grabs uh, it and just hands it over it's really it. great so that's so smooth
1: yeah so antonio and angela they want they want to be a thing here and this is the first time in my notes i mentioned angela as stacy said she is in the movie before this this is just like i guess when she caught my eye personally i don't know
2: this she's very cute olivia pascal she's very very cute
1: cute unbelievably great sweaters and. Whatever you call the the lion shirt that she wears, it's like
2: it's like a button up, but it has cross mm-hmm. stitched little flap thing that has a button. Yeah. It's very '80s but very cool. This mm-hmm. the style is great. Uh,
0: Her Grace Jones sweater, mm-hmm. yeah,
2: that again we'll talk about fashion again mm-hmm. later. If that's a spoiler, but. She, I will say, I think she's very good in the film. I think yeah. her acting is good.
1: She's, she's probably the best in the film, in she, my opinion. But
2: she's a, for our anchor, she's she's solid. Yeah. And I think that helps too with this movie a lot.
1: Mm-hmm. So after she gets dropped off, we have a little sequence. She's reading a book after Antonio drops her home. So she's, she's ready for bedtime. This is from uh, Stephen Thrower from... The, uh, his volume two of Jess Franco book, Angela's bedtime reading is Mark Olden's supernatural crime novel Poe Must Die. There are similarities between Bloody Moon and Mario Bava's A Bay of Blood Including multiple killers battling to obtain a slice of desirable real estate, and a rich wheelchair-bound old woman who becomes a victim of the plotters. That's a book she's reading. As she's reading this, the killer comes in. He just comes up to that flower that Antonio Gross. had just given her. Yellow rose. <laughs> it just takes the knife and just swats. It,
2: it explodes. All <laughs> the petals fall off the stem.
1: It's a good time. <laughs>
2: I like the lurking in her room.
1: Yeah. Around mm-hmm.
2: her, her little apartment. It's yeah,
1: cool. for sure. I wrote down that really liked the songs that. We're being played at like the party in the club. I do agree that we could have used a variance, but I do like the there, tune.
2: There is other music in this. Mm-hmm. There is a different song at the very beginning. There's a different song in the club, and it's all fine. But in yeah. the, the main theme is really good. I just wish we had different variations of like tone and tempo sure. of it. Mm-hmm.
1: We get our first kill other than the beginning of the film. This is a lady named Ava. I think is how you say I think it. So. She comes in to see Angela, and. Asking her for a sweater.
2: Angela's asleep in bed or she's going to sleep and she barges in and is like, do you have a pullover? And then one of my favorite things, Angela goes to her closet and pulls out all of the awesome sweaters we've seen up (laughs) until this point. So (laughs) it's like you get to remember like, hey, remember this awesome Mm -hmm. Grace Jones sweatshirt? This awesome, whatever the sweater she's wearing at the Mm -hmm. club. She, every single sweater that we see her wear, she pulls back yeah. out. I love it. She's like,
1: oh, that one's too nice. Oh, that one's too thick. That one will work. Yeah. <laughs> she finally gets one. And so the reason she came is they've got her and another friend. There's some boys they guy. met. They're going to go on a boat. They're going out. They're going out. They're for really a, fishing. That midnight fishing trip. Yeah. It's going to be good. So anyway, Angela hook, hooks her up with a sweater. As she does this, Ava goes to the, to her mirror in her room takes her top off, gets ready to put that sweater on, and as she does, the killer gets behind her, stabs her through the back and through the breast.
2: Right through the nip.
1: And it's pretty brutal. I like it. Not as good as New York Ripper, but a good rip. I don't like nudity and gore being mixed. I say bring them on, you know? Well, you're a pervert. Absolutely. As Stacy mentioned before, gorgeous locations here. Next, I have written down the mill saw. Killing.
2: Okay, just to, to set this up a little bit, all these girls are very catty. They're all trying to have sex with Antonio, pretty much, and we hear about another fishing trip with yeah. this other mystery guy. I just imagine that, actually, they, they thought they were going to get to go out with Antonio mm-hmm. off, and he didn't end up coming. Yeah.
1: Like, so, what other guys were going to know about this little school here? I don't know. You know, where they come yeah.
2: Our little group of girls, they're very mean to each other and very yeah. nitpicky of one another. Mm-hmm. So... This one girl who, do you have her name? The actress, I can't remember, it's uh, Jasmine something is her, her her actual name. It doesn't matter, but she is pretending to have sex because...
1: Inga. She,
2: Inga. She's pretending to have sex in her room because she wants to keep up, like... Yeah, she that, was, that was a face, really funny scene. she yeah. is mm-hmm. just getting it all the time. She
1: got one of those boys from the fishing trip, yeah. came back to her place...
2: And she was like, yeah. So she's like going for it, just selling it. She goes and grabs a shirt out of her closet and starts Mm -hmm. ripping it. So yeah. As if this man is ripping her clothes off of her yep. body after they're already having sex. Which That's is right. Interesting. All the other girls like come up and spy on her mm-hmm. through the window. They're trying to get into the house first, which it just to feels watch like,
0: them have sex. It feels like mm-hmm. such a
2: boys' thing to do. That's and, true. Like <laughs> girls <laughs> would not do this. So immediately after that, where the girls find out that you're not, you're just jumping on your bed, like they go right. through the back window and they can see her and they laugh yep. at her, and she's like, "It's not funny." Yep. Immediately then, she's in a car with a random man yeah. that we don't see. And she gets taken to this coastal mill.
1: Well, Weird looking mill. I, I yeah. will say one thing I liked also about that bedroom scene is an image I really liked is when she opens the closet, we get the body of Ava and she's in like a plastic bag in the closet. They don't see her, but it's a pretty good shot. It
2: feels like Laura Palmer uh-huh. wrapped in plastic. She
1: goes to this mill and she gets there and she thinks... He's into some like weird kinky sex. He's wearing a
2: mask, so she doesn't know yeah. who it is who it is. She does not know him. She he doesn't really speak to her, so it whatever that whole situation is, but she is into it. She thinks yeah. that she's gonna have weird BDSM kinky sex yeah. in a abandoned mill. Yeah.
1: So he's tying her up, tying her legs up, all this. And after all this, he's like, Well, okay. So he just starts up the sawmill. It's it's a pretty good tension scene, it I is. think. And as you She's going towards it, and this little kid shows up who we met earlier for a second.
0: Yeah, he dropped off a souvenir at uh, the main girl. Yes, at Angela's apartment. place. Yeah.
1: So he comes back and he sees what's going on. He tries to help her, turns the saw off, but then just right after does that the killer turns it back on, and the kid <laughs> runs away. <laughs>
2: He tries with his little legs and tries to get away. Tries to get away. He's a really cute
1: little kid He is a cute kid. She doesn't make it. She gets her head chopped off and it's a really cheap Kill, but it worked for me as far as a gag. I thought it was really funny. I think funny. it was fine. I liked I've it. definitely
2: seen like worse, like yeah. Anakin heads. Yeah. I thought it was fine. I, I, I enjoyed it. I, there's a, a second delay where her yeah. head is severed, mm-hmm. and we see the head fall off. The saw still there, and there's a yeah. great like one, two, blood splat. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a yeah. spurt of blood after yeah. a minute or two. it's so it was just funny. And
1: then right after that happened, the killer gets in his car and he chases down the kid that helped that tried to help her. And just rams in, runs him over, and kills him. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like that. It made me laugh really hard, I'll be honest.
0: I don't know. I think a lot of the things in this movie are done just for, like, shock value. Not in a valuable way, I guess. I don't know. I think it's taste. But I, I think it would make for a better story if the kid lived. And, like, well, if the kid's the one to get the police at the end? Or, mm. you know, like, he knows who it is. and
2: Yeah, there's definitely better ways to close that thread.
0: Sure. You, you miss the... The infamous uh, snake murder. Oh, yes.
1: We do have a snake murder. Absolutely. Quite disgusting. At this point, um, we, I basically do not write a lot more until like the end of the movie. There are a couple more murders that happen in here. I basically, at this point, was like vibing out with the movie. Yeah. So I'm just going to read what I wrote. This is just how I was feeling while watching it. The film has an off-kilter vibe with strange rhythms and sounds. People meandering around in a way that only Jess Franco could get off on. Unfamiliarity in images leave me confused, but also I'm transfixed. It's the type of film that excites me because the unfamiliarity... And the obscurities. You mentioned as we were watching...
2: This is is exactly what I wanted to bring up. Go ahead. There's a section... Is that your notes? Is that what you have I've
1: got a few more things towards the end.
2: Okay, well, so there's a section of this film. I think it's during this point that you're talking about where Angela is kind of... She... All of her friends are kind of gone at this point. Mm They're murdered or whatever. She, she, She does not know what happened to them. There's a scene of her, which again, killer fashion. She's wearing this awesome lion shirt that's like... Half of a button-up shirt, mm-hmm. half a t-shirt, half a sweater. Very cool. And she's got these, like her sweatshirt's blue and white. She's got blue and white striped socks and tennis shoes. She just looks killer. Yeah. But she's got a knife and she's kind of leaned up against this wall and there's nothing on the wall. There's a chair and a like a couch. Yeah. And it's this really wide shot, which he doesn't do too often. Very true. And I really liked. Mm-hmm. But she's sitting there and her acting, she looks terrified. And it reminded me so much of the girl in Disconnected yep. where she's just in her house by herself in her little apartment and she's yep. kind of freaking out and we have a lot of those wide shots of her against a wall. Yep. It has that same weird vibe and it also kind of does that thing where it feels, you kind of, obviously we're the audience, we know all aspects of right. this, she doesn't, sure. but it feels like is she becoming unhinged? Is this are things really right. happening? What what is true?
1: Yeah. No, absolutely. It has a
2: lot in common with that.
1: Yeah. I I don't know. I, I just was taken back by his rhythm there and I just I don't know, I vibed with it. Yeah. But it was It was off kilter, but I just, I liked what I was feeling.
2: Yeah, it does that thing where Disconnected, I'm not saying Disconnected is a great film. I find it interesting. This does the same thing where you kind of, it makes you feel uncomfortable, almost. I don't know how else to describe it. And
1: his sound design got it more interesting as the film goes on, too. So you start hearing a lot more just unpleasant Weird, like... Sound mixing. Fluttering. Uh-huh. Just weird. I, I'm glad you brought that movie up, because I, I think that's a good comparison. Before we get to the end, is there anything you guys want to say, like, kind of middle section at all?
2: I think here it picks up a good uh, rhythm of a slasher film. We get some kills back-to-back that are that are good.
1: We find out that Alvaro, who was the teacher of the language Al- school... I don't know if it's Alvar- Alvaro. Alvaro? Uh, Alvaro. Alvaro. He is the killer. He's been the killer here... And Manuela, who is Miguel's sister, those two have schemed up this whole thing, though that so that she could get the will of her aunt.
2: They're framing Miguel so that she, yeah, so he's passed yep. her. So we
1: learn that Manuela is the one that killed the aunt, set her on fire at the beginning. Either her or uh, Alvaro. We get this in there as they're like talking about their plan, and you know.
2: Angela ends up at Manuela's house Yes, at the, at the uh, Contessa's big estate. Yeah. Like it's this palatial, beautiful manor. I think Manuela gives her a sleeping sedative. Yeah. So I mm-hmm. put her to sleep and like a cup of brandy. So we think that she falls asleep. Miguel comes in and the evil, they, mm-hmm. they reveal their whole plan.
1: <laughs> yeah. Reveal the whole plan. Uh, Miguel hears it through the door and he goes upstairs to where Angela is sleeping. I don't know can you help me on that? Why did he attack? Why okay. did he go does in there? He thought attack? it was Angela, I
0: think.
2: No, no, he he it is Angela that's sleeping.
0: Or no, no, no he thought it was his other or er, er, his, his sister. He, he wanted okay. to go after his sister. So
2: here's what I thought. He was
0: trying to protect Angela yeah. earlier when she gets attacked in his apartment. Yeah, he, Or in he her has, apartment.
2: We're supposed to take that he's having a mental collapse mm-hmm. basically where he's like going into psychosis again and he's just Whatever. So what I think my theory of this is I feel like he's disfigured because Manuel must have burned him at some point is what I think. I because yeah. I the, think that's the, the a burn, solid dot. The burn that's on his face, it looks similar to where we have the reveal of the Contessa uh-huh. where she's been burned. It looks a little similar to the texture. Sure, but
0: he's got like that Game of Thrones disease. He's Isn't got like grayscale. The... Grayscale yeah. <laughs> He's the stone. Man. But
2: also I, I wanna like point it. out Miguel is not ugly. Like he Right. It, I think the The worst thing about him is that it's a bad haircut. It's the times. It's not his fault. But he is not. He's got beautiful eyes, great skin. Apart from that one little patch, he looks fine. Can
0: I say the worst part about him is uh, his raping and murder tendencies? I
2: was (laughs) I was talking about a physical appearance (laughs) because the way that they're saying that he's like haunted because he's so disfigured, like he's Quasimodo or something. Mm -hmm. And it's like he looks fine. But uh, I feel like just need some skin grafts. I think Manuela totally manipulated the situation because the mm-hmm. the contessa is like she's evil she's a snake she's this she's that she's not getting anything from me she's obsessed with money and power and all these things and miguel's a good boy so i feel like that sister seduced him yeah burned him mm-hmm. totally manipulated his little fragile up his mind. mind yeah yeah made him feel this weird obsession and attachment to mm-hmm. her and she was like all right go kill like go mm-hmm. out into the world and fuck it up. I'm
1: down with this theory.
2: That's what I feel like happened. I'm into it. I think that she she did, she's like the true ringleader of all of us. Which Uh, she is, but I'm sure even even the past. I'm down with that. But I think he was probably very confused and he just, he really needed some uh, contact. I feel like it wasn't a house of a lot of uh, physical Mm -hmm. words of affection or you know, love language was barren in that house.
1: True. Yeah, I think this is good. So yeah, as as he goes up there looking for a Manuela, it turns out to be Angela. Obviously, she doesn't like what's what he's trying to do there, so she has to let him have it. What is, what does she use it's a here?
2: Hairbrush, I think.
1: Oh, is it? I
0: thought it was like a like a a needle uh, was a
2: knitting needle. Yeah. Well, at one point she wakes up or like before she lays down in the bed, she's like rubbing that thing on her hair, and it looks like it ha- it looks like a weird like almost like a toilet brush, but she's using it on her hair like yeah. a black. It's like those type of bristles. It's very. It's just.
0: It, it's just a spike.
1: Yeah, but that's what it... she
2: set down. She could have grabbed something else, yeah. but that is what she set down next to the bed because we see her yeah. with it. And she sets it
1: down. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she just uh, lets Miguel have it and just puts it right through the neck. She
2: stabby stabbies with it. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and so yeah. he he goes through both sides. It looks fine. It looks pretty good. Yeah. Not bad for you know. It, yeah, it's a good effect. And so at that moment, I thought that was the end of. Miguel, but that turns out not to be the case.
2: They always come back. They
1: always come back. So Angela goes downstairs. Manuela, Manuela, kills Alvaro, Alvaro. Yeah. I'm sorry. But he's
0: trying to kill Angela. And he's
1: trying to kill Angela. And so that happens down there. Angela escapes, gets out, and Miguel comes back to life. He chokes out Manuela and they both die Together on top hands. of each other, holding hands yeah. in a beautiful way that only two ancestral lovers, ancestral <laughs> lovers, could do. <laughs> yeah. And Angela and Antonio get together. They escape together. Film over.
2: I do agree. I wish I wish Antonio would have bit it, or he was like somehow involved in this. Mm-hmm. He was actually the lover. I was. And I wish it was the little boy that was. That zombies. got the cops. Yeah. yeah.
1: What I, I was hoping because there's a character we I completely didn't. None of us mentioned, and that's mostly on me. But another guy who I don't know if he's like a a caretaker, gardener guy who's like he does the kill with like the neck. He does things. Yeah. What happens with that
0: guy? Not, not sure. No justice. No, no idea. So I think he is disabled.
1: Yeah.
2: He, there is For definitely sure. s- there's
1: something. Yeah. Something going
2: on. I wouldn't say that he... Yeah. Yeah.
1: But my... What I was hoping would happen was I was hoping all of the guys were in on it and each one of them were killing off the women and then somehow they were all in on it together. That's Bloody Moon. I'm just going to say I enjoyed myself. I like this movie. Are there issues with it? Yes. But I enjoyed the images and just the off-putting rhythms and the way it made me feel while watching. I enjoyed myself.
2: Yeah, I I completely agree.
1: Not
0: my cup of tea, but, you know, is what it is. Yeah.
2: So, since I've already kind of said what mine are, high is the fashion. I think that particularly the sweater game, all of these girls are so stylish. The guys, I I would say I think Miguel's little like weird alien I uh, love his jacket. jacket. His thing. jacket was killer. Very cool. Yeah.
1: His look reminded me just a smidge of the uh, is it the Zodiac Killer from Dirty Harry, or what's his?
2: Oh yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know
1: his. I'm sorry, I messed up his. No, no, I, name probably. But. I
2: can't remember, but yes, he he has. They look very similar. Yeah, I was He's thinking of him hair. while yeah, watching. For sure, I also think he looks a little bit like Pascal from mm-hmm. uh, Pet Cemetery, yeah. the eighties film. Sure. So yeah, Fashion High Low is the Snake Kill. Sure. I really hated it because they definitely just chopped the head off of a real life mm-hmm. snake. Didn't love it. Don't, wouldn't want to watch that part again. And then my make them laugh is probably just the, the theme. Everyone's playing this one song. It, yeah. I found it funny. Like it did make me chuckle. Sure. And
1: as you said, it's all diegetic
2: yeah yeah but it, yeah it goes in and out where yeah. it's like the overall theme and then someone will turn on the radio yeah. and play that's a record start playing yeah yeah i really liked it
0: my high i like the location a lot it's visually interesting it's pretty cool and i think it's a good idea for like a setting for a horror film my low i talked about stuff that just didn't jive with me on this film Melanie already covered the animal cruelty so I guess I will go with uh yeah some of the horror sequences just didn't work for me I don't like seeing blades and nipples things like that also I I felt like some of the horror scenes were I think weirdly paced for my liking I I felt like it didn't do a good job building tension let's see my make them laugh Man, I, I really don't know. I'm going to go with Antonio, like his coxman game going on. It's, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's impressive, and uh, kudos to you, man.
1: Mm-hmm. Sure. Let's see. My high, I'm going with some of the images that will stick with me, in particular as we talked about the death of, well, the lady hanging in the closet in the plastic bag, the lady that gets those shears wrapped around her mm-hmm. neck, and as she's like lifted up and the bottle of beer, it falls on the ground. And that whole little scene, I, I don't know. It, it stuck with me. I really liked it. There's just some really solid images that that I liked in this movie. The low point for me, Franco's meandering. Even though it does work for me here, there are moments where it just is a little... It could have been cut down a, a bit on that at point. So that
2: point, this legit could have been a pretty tight fun yeah, film. Yeah, for sure. So that's more And of even like, at,
1: what is it, like 80 minutes, it's still... Could have been trimmed down a little bit. My make them laugh moment is, uh, I'm sorry, I apologize to everyone out there, but it was the kid being ran over. It made me laugh very hard. It seems like that can be effective.
0: I I just think that it didn't really gel with,
1: like, these type of stories. I, I mean, there's there's no point for it to happen here. Do we have an MFK, Melanie? You know we do. All right.
2: Are you guys all ready?
1: Gabby, are you ready? He's like, yeah.
2: Mary fuck, kill. We're going tennis star Antonio, brother Miguel, professor Alvaro.
1: Oh, man. Okay.
0: I, I mean. Go for it. I'm going to marry Antonio because that seems like a really nice life. And it's like, we're going to be in so many weird situations. It's just orgies, right? Yeah. Like, that's what that life is. That's probably true. We're just going to orgies and tennis. Yeah. We'll trim the bushes, I guess.
1: And get trim.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm going to fuck the uh the professor. You know, he just seems he seems weak, but uh he's not gonna kill me. And uh he's got the steely blue eyes, so you know I kinda got those two, so our eyes are just gonna we'll just eye fuck.
2: Okay.
0: And then I'm gonna kill Miguel cause somebody should.
2: I'm gonna go real different route.
0: Okay. You gonna pick that scab? I would like.
2: I well, one we don't judge each other's choices, so that, that there's that. First off, uh, I would like to marry Miguel. Oh. Here's the thing, I think that there's a good chance he might end up back in a psych ward and yeah. get the help that he very seriously needs. Again, with what I believe the backstory is, there, I think he was abused. He had a hard life. I think he was abused and i think that there's definitely in this case it's not so much nature versus nurture mm-hmm. it's he was put into a situation that he was created yeah he was not born that way okay so anyways yeah i'm gonna get his money mm-hmm. absolutely gonna get his money i want to stay at that beautiful palatial estate that's a nice place it, i want to marry into that family and then i'm going to i guess i would say i'm gonna fuck antonio because i want to see what the hype is I'm interested to know. Mm -hmm. Uh, And everyone else. How good
1: is this dick that all these ladies keep taking and loving?
2: The only reason why I guess they go to that school is to Mm -hmm. have sex with this gardener. Yeah. So I'm interested. And yeah, I'm killing the professor. I'm just not. He's just creeping on a bunch of college kids. It's weird. Kids! College kids! And murdering them. Sure. Also weird. Probably the, the worst part of that. All
1: right. Well. I'm going to be different as well. I am going to marry the professor. Anyone who's listened to this show for any amount of time knows that my languages other than English need some work. And you want
2: him to teach you Spanish. I do.
1: He's going to teach me the ways.
2: He there's a good chance since he he probably knows Spanish, German, mm-hmm. French. He could probably he's multilingual
1: you. for sure. Yes. So yeah, he's he's going to do that for me, and you know, I've got to talk him out of you know killing but if i can do that maybe uh maybe we can go to the bars together and just live that good life you know have some nice meals together
2: would you allow him to do hatch's plan with Manuela and then get a cut of that money would you take the blood
1: money he would have to ass- assure me that it would work this time <laughs> there is uh, no, no, no his payment was her vagina but
0: he's, he's There's i'm all right
1: with that as long as i'm getting some good money yeah have her vagina. I don't think you're getting anything. Well, hmm. but
2: her whole plan is she, I think she thought that if their their plan went, that she was going to end up with money, he's yeah. going to steal that money.
1: Or maybe I could contradict everything I just said, and if it if he talked me into it enough, maybe we could just both kill her and then <laughs> we get all able. the money. It's, it's yeah. like,
2: it cancels it out. Exactly. The greater evil is her existing, so you have to take her out of this. From, yeah. yeah.
1: But the main point is I'm going to learn a new language, alright? So... The main point. I'm married.
2: You can just download Duolingo.
1: <laughs> Look, he's who I need. He's handsome. We're gonna be fine. Okay, I'll get. we may not, but we're gonna be fine. I am going to f Antonio.
2: Same reason that, that I gave.
1: Yeah, you. basically. Yeah. And then I am going to kill uh, Miguel, uh, Miguel. Miguel and good job. Just put him out of his misery. Mm-hmm. I agree with you, Melanie. He's not an ugly-looking he's man. Not. But he's just. I think. He's just had a tough life and it's just, you know, I need, I think I need to be that person that uh, just ends it for him.
2: That's fair. That's totally fair. I do feel bad for him. Like he's, mm-hmm. he's gross, but yeah, I feel like you can have the duality and sympathy and also just disgust for a person where it's like, I don't agree with your, mm-hmm. your methods and what you're doing, but I get, I get that it's hard yeah. out there.
0: I don't feel bad for him. <laughs> Dude's a rapist.
2: Attempted, but yeah. It's not great. It's not great. No, because I'm saying attempted. It's a joke because Jess Franco says, there's no rape in this film. Oh, yeah. (laughs) There was...
1: There was... Yeah, there's There's a couple... There's a
2: funny quote of him very clearly stating, like, what was it? The... Not the German title. The German. Yeah, there was title like three or four different of,
1: titles of yeah, this movie. The
2: German title's The Saw of Death. I feel like, oh, what was it? Was it like It a, was The Rape
1: of Something. The yeah. Rape was in the title of the the yeah, movie in one of the like The rape the
2: of a college girl. Yeah. Or something. something like that. And he's that. like, there's no rape there's in this. There's no
1: rape song. in this movie. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> Love Uncle Jess. Yeah. This has been good. All right. We'll be coming at you guys with three more episodes for the season. So enjoy your October. Drink some good pumpkin ales. Watch some good horror flicks and uh, keep it with us, Cinema Parlor. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, at Cinema Parlor. You can find the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Rate and review us if you would. Yeah, so so give us some of those if you would. You can find me personally on Letterboxd at Chuck Madden Jr. Escobar 84 on Letterboxd.
2: Plastic Werewolf on all social media. If you guys want to give us your suggestion of your first leg of a 24-hour marathon that you would curate, um, go ahead and give us that as well. Absolutely. And what sort of uh, pairings, either drinks, desserts, appetizers, whatever, that you would pair with your films as well.
1: Hell yeah. All right. Uh, This has been fun. We'll see you guys uh, soon. Uh, Goodbye.
2: Do you want to give a spooky goodbye?
1: Whoa, oh, 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 oh. Enjoy your week. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>